From the Financial Times in London, I'm Patrick Jenkins, the FT's financial editor, and this is FT News. The Federal Reserve has admonished Wells Fargo, the giant US bank, and said four of its directors should be removed. This follows last year's mis-selling scandal when customer accounts were invented in order to boost profits. Well, here to discuss that with me is Martin Arnold, our banking editor, and Laura Noonan, our investment banking correspondent. So Wells Fargo has had another bit of bad news, to say the least. Laura, their shares were off nearly 10% on Monday after four of their directors were frozen out, effectively, by the regulator. Yeah, so the regulator hasn't said which four. I think that's up to the board itself to decide. What they basically said is they want four directors to be changed by the end of the year. They've also said that they are going to stop Wells Fargo from increasing the size of its balance sheet from its current two trillion or so. These sanctions are the slap on the wrist or a very hard slap on the wrist because of the consumer mis-selling scandal that Wells had last year. So this is basically another round, but this is the first time the Fed has actually restricted a bank's balance sheet in this way. And it's the first time I've ever seen any regulator call for such wide-scale sackings on a board because a lot of Wells directors and the Wells chief executive at the time who were in place in the lead-up to this scandal have already gone. So this is calling for a really big overhaul now. Yeah, it's an interestingly tough reaction. Obviously, it coincides as well with a refreshed bearish attitude on Wall Street, contributing, no doubt, to some of that share price fall. But 10% or well, near 10% is pretty dramatic. Martin, what context do you see this in and what might the broader ramifications be? Well, I think this is really interesting that they're going after the individuals on the board as much as the institution. Obviously, the institution was fined $185 million, but it really is a sign of how regulators have decided that their immediate post-crisis reaction was, in many cases, to impose big fines on these institutions, but to let the bankers themselves and the board members that oversaw a lot of this misbehaviour, whether it be the LIBOR rigging or the Forex rigging or the mis-selling of mortgage-backed securities, they let the individuals more or less get off scot-free. And they got very roundly criticised for that in political circles. And I think you're seeing now on both sides of the Atlantic, in the UK as well, with the senior managers regime, a desire to have individuals held accountable for things that happen under their watch. And it's interesting that the ramifications of this for bankers' appetite for sitting on bank boards, because we're already seeing banks complaining that they're finding it hard to find suitably qualified people who haven't been disqualified by the financial crisis to sit on their boards. Now you've got regulators targeting individuals and holding them much more accountable for things that happen under their watch. Even if they claim, as they did in the Wells case, that they were misled by management, they're saying, no, no, you need to be on top of this sort of stuff. And if you didn't know about it, you should have done. Laura, do you agree? Yeah, there's kind of two things going on there. So it's not just that it's making bank boards less attractive for bankers. It's that it's making them less attractive for the diverse corporate world. And what they're trying to do is get more and more diverse people onto these boards. So they don't want you just to have accountants and just have banking backgrounds. They want a diversity of background. However, if you're coming to be a director of a bank and you haven't grown up in banking, it's going to be harder for you to spot these things. And you're going to have less of a chance. If you are being given incorrect information, you're going to find it harder to actually challenge that. So I think this is going to make 
people think very hard as to whether it's going to be attractive to get on a board. And then it also puts a real burden on you. Once you're there, it isn't enough to just show up for meetings. You have to really put a lot of time in to satisfy yourself that you are understanding everything and that you're properly overseeing everything. Because a bank the size of Wells Fargo, I mean, trying to oversee a bank that has $2 trillion of assets, it's a massive entity. So I'm not sure if this will be the start of a broader wave or if it will just make people more reluctant to get on boards. We may not see any more of these. This may be the only one because the directors who maybe shouldn't be there just won't sign up in the first place. One final point, Martin, you mentioned the UK's senior managers regime. And obviously, we're still in the middle of the regulatory assessment of whether the SMR was breached effectively by Barclays chief executive, Jess Staley, when he mishandled a whistleblowing incident. This is nine months ago now, but the regulators are still weighing their options on this. What, if anything, does the treatment of Wells directors by the Fed do for UK regulators in terms of their assessment of the Barclays situation? Does it put more pressure on them to be tough? I don't think it will influence their decision, but I think it may have an impact on the outcome of the decision if they decide that Jez Staley has committed serious wrongdoing here and they go further than the bank's board has already done. The bank's board, if you remember, said that they would dock his pay heavily. They censured him, but they said that there was mitigating circumstances and that he was well-intentioned. Now, if the regulator goes beyond that and finds evidence of more wrongdoing or less fit and proper behaviour, then I think that could have a reflection on the board and that this really shows that the board members who've backed Jess Staley could find themselves under pressure if this decision goes against Jez Staley because this will very much reflect on them that they should have taken a much tougher view in the first place. Well, definitely one to watch. We have bets on in the office as to whether Jess Staley and the others and whether they'll still be there a year on from the incident itself. This is a segment from the FT Banking Weekly podcast which comes out every Tuesday and can be downloaded from all the usual podcast apps. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.